right, let's dive in. Yes, let's. Okay. Well, good afternoon, evening, morning. Welcome, welcome to The Journey with Rhonda and Kalia. So this is episode number one, completely Yay. fresh out the gate um, <laughs> and just trying to test it out, right? Yes. Uh, what you have are two friends coming together and who've been journeying together for a few years now, and uh, we're inviting you to join us on this journey. So in this episode, we just want to introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about who we are and what we're doing. So Rhonda, why don't you get us started? Yes. So, so happy to be here um, and can't wait to talk a little bit more about how we even got here. I'm sitting here looking at the calendar and I'm like, who'd have thought in 2021, in the midst of a global pandemic, with all that we have going on, that we would decide to start something new. But <laughs> here we are. Um, but anyways, I am Rhonda Fisher. I am a 43-year-old Black woman who is married um, and has been married to Charles Fisher III. Lots of people know him as CAC, so I'm sure some of, some of you listening are like, Charles, I didn't even know he had a real name, but he does, and it <laughs> it is Charles Fisher um, the third. Uh, we have two boys, so anybody who knows me uh, will know about Cameron and Charles. Charles the fourth is 13 years old, so I have a whole teenager, which today <laughs> still blows my mind. And um, a five-year-old Cameron. So Kalia and I will talk a little bit about the Cameron connection um, at some point. But we live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is not something, again, that I ever thought that I would be saying. But we've been here actually going almost on two years. So we came in June of 2019. I, well, the impetus for us coming here was a really amazing opportunity for me to be the first ever chief operating officer at the Tepper School of Business, which is the business school at Carnegie Mellon University. And so it uh, it has been a ride. It's been a journey in and of itself. But I'm really happy to be here in Pittsburgh. We, I was going to say we are from Atlanta. We are not from Atlanta, but it's home. Um, it's home. You know, Atlanta really is home for us for so many reasons. Uh, we together have lived there twice. So Charles went to Morehouse. And so he was there for his college years. Then we lived there together from a roughly like 01 to 06. And then we came back in 2011 and left in 19. And I'll say that at the point where we left, I don't think we thought we would ever leave Atlanta. I mean, it was really this where our villages, uh, so many of our formative uh, relationships as a married couple um, happened there. But, you know, God moves and does things a lot of the times that you don't know why, and you might still ask questions why. And so anyways, we're here in Pittsburgh. Um, and although I do consider Atlanta home, I grew up in New Jersey, so born and raised in New Jersey, um, spent all of my formative years in a town called Montclair, where pretty much my entire uh, father's side of the family lives. And so in a real, so I grew up in a real, a big family. Um, I think at one point I counted 
had almost, I think I had almost 30 first cousins um, growing up. And so my father, you know, one of nine, my mother was one of six. Um, unfortunately, some, some aunts and uncles have passed along, but still come from a really big family, which I think shaped um, a lot of who I am um, for sure. Um, after high school, went to the University of Virginia for college, which was an amazing four-year experience. And then, you know, we're going to try in this podcast to touch on a lot of different parts of our journey. So the career journey is, I'm just going to say for another time, <laughs> but I'll just say that I, we left, um, I left Charlottesville in 2000. Um, Oh my gosh, sorry, 1999. What am I talking about? I left Charlottesville in 1999 and really just went on a path of just trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do with my career and think I've landed in a place now where um, I think in a lot of ways, the type of work I'm doing um, is part of what I think my life's work is going to be and, and part of what I think my impact will be. Um, so that's me. I'm a friend. I'm a daughter. Um, I think I'm a, a lot of things and all of them shape uh, who I am. So I can't wait just over the course of whatever this podcast is going to be uh, to just explore that a little bit more mm -hmm. and to talk it through because I, I find that every time I say one part of it, it just reveals something to me that I didn't even know I was holding on to or that I even held deeply or that I was thinking about. And so looking forward to, um, I'm looking forward to doing that and I'm looking forward to doing it with you. Um, so would love for you to just tell everybody who you are. And then I think after that, if we could dig in a little bit to just our journey to one another, I think it's it's kind of a fun story. So <laughs> yes, that's the part I'm looking forward to getting yes. to. Yes. To so yes. All right. So um, yes, I'm excited about this journey as well and doing it with you. I am Kalia Williams. Um, I am a wife, a mom, a daughter, a sister, an aunt, uh, and so many other uh, titles uh, at my heart and at my core. I am an artist, so I'm a, I'm a creative that um, operates in the balance of both sides of the brain, and mm. that'll show up, and we'll talk a lot about that when we start talking about career and all the things that have come along. I am 42. I am a Black woman born and raised in Los Angeles, California, which uh, attests to the creativity, the dreamer, and the hustle um, that I have, because that's all that we do in Cali, right? So, <laughs> and a little bit of the vanity that I think shows up that, you know, I'm always trying I to, love it. to downplay, but I that love is, it. that's a real thing. Um, I am married. I've been married for seven and a half years to my dear Damon Williams, and um, he is a pastor, senior pastor of Providence Missionary Baptist Church. Never in my life did I dream that I would be a pastor's wife, especially not in a Baptist context to mm. be a first lady, <laughs> but here I am. Here you are. Here I am. And there's so much that can be said about it, but I wouldn't trade 
the experience for the world. And um, actually it's between our husbands or through our husbands that our connection started. And we'll talk a little bit more um, about that. I do have two beautiful little boys. My oldest is Thomas um, and he is five years old. And my youngest is Ethan, who is three and he is the boss of all things in the Williams household. Yes, so, you three nature. Listen, the three <laughs> nature. Help us, God, some kind of way. Um, and so of that many hats that I wear, I do work over at Candler School of Theology at Emory University, and I am the assistant dean of worship and music. Um, and that journey in and of itself to, to get to this place operating in theological education um, is a whole story uh, mm-hmm, of how mm-hmm. God orders your steps and brings all the things together. In my previous life, before entering into theological education, I was in the business world, in um, HR management and executive recruiting. So I have um, a background in business. My undergrad, I went to Florida Memorial University in Miami and did business there and went on and got an MBA and had my sights set on uh, an international career in doing business and loved Um, areas of like change management and training and the executive recruiting piece. And then that just completely flipped. Um, Mm -hmm. And I got here and I'm in Atlanta and um, in seminary. And that's where my husband and I met and where our story started. Um, A part of that journey, or I will say a part of my total journey and at the heart of who I am is I'm a classically trained dancer. I have been doing it since I was four years old. Uh, So I know nothing about life apart from being a dancer. Uh, My faith, everything is completely tied to uh, the way I know myself as a dancer. And that's a, a really big part of who I am. And so while I think it's really strange and odd that I ended up where I am leading the creativity of a worship life here in this institution and um, helping and serving many institutions in different places to to think through how they're doing worship in the arts. It actually made sense and was mm-hmm. by design. Um, mm-hmm. And when you step back and you see how all of it comes together, you're like, all right, you know, mm-hmm. clearly there was a plan that I knew nothing about. And you yes. see how all the pieces kind of converge together. So that's a little bit about I love me. it. Yes. I love it. And yes. I love what you just said, because I think um, and what we probably should explain to everyone is that we we have lots of conversations like this where we are just talking, sharing like girlfriends do. But then I think there's always for me, always some insight that comes out, something for you to hold on to, for you to chew on mm-hmm. that um, I think is just so valuable uh, to share with That's someone. Right. And so I love that you just talked about how <laughs> these things didn't necessarily seem to make sense. And then, of course, when you take a look back, and I think every conversation we've ever shared is very clear that that's how God has been working through our lives, Mm -hmm. our entire lives. So I'm really, I'm just excited to talk about. And when you hear other people talk about it, to be able to reflect on 
just what that looks like in your own life, because God knows um, there have been things he's had me to do, um, namely, you know, become a preacher's wife as well, that were not in my plans. Mm -hmm. But then when you step back, it is so very clear about how you've been prepared and um, what God is, is calling you to do. So I, I, I imagine that we will talk about that probably in every conversation that we have on this podcast. So yes, (laughs) anyways. All right. So let's tell the people how we met. And I think this is going to be funny because (laughs) I don't know that we a hundred percent know, but we know like the gist of it. And so we're going to get in the area and then we probably are going to have to go back and do some research with our husbands and maybe some other people. And then maybe in another podcast, we'll pull all of the, uh, all of the stories together and Story give together, you all right. the real. So, <laughs> exactly. so anyway, so maybe I'll just set the context and yep. then you, you know, we'll try to just fill in some of the details. Yeah. So Kalia mentioned that her husband, Damon, is the pastor of Providence Missionary Baptist Church. So it's in an area of Atlanta, um, referred to it in a lot of ways, but we refer to it as the Cascade Corridor. So Cascade Road is one of the anchor streets, if you will, um, in neighborhoods in uh, Southwest Atlanta. And so at the time, So around 2013, uh, December of 2013, my husband, Charles, who is now the vice president of seminary advancement at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. So he is an ordained Episcopal priest and he was uh, became the rector that just means senior pastor in Episcopal speak. (laughs) There's a lot of (laughs) Episcopal speak, Um, but he became the rector of St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Southwest Atlanta. So in that Cascade Corridor, and it was this really wonderful fellowship of ministers, uh, multi-generational, but all in that area. And so Damon and Charles became friends um, and and became very close through that, uh, through that connection. And so then some kind of way, right, just as an offshoot of that, um, and this is where things get a little bit fuzzy for me, there was a group of the spouses of uh, the clergy of the Cascade Quarter who developed a group um, to really just be a bond, to support one another, and to be an outlet. Um, And we will probably talk at some point on one episode just about that, Mm -hmm. because it's really a wonderful fellowship. And so through that, for sure, that's how Kalia and I met. So can't tell you the dates. Can't remember exactly what the circumstances were, but what I do know for sure is that we met and while all of the women and to this day, we still stay connected to these women, um, wonderful, wonderful group of women, Mm -hmm. again, also multi-generational, which I think is, is particularly special, um, so real, so authentic, just a, a wonderful group of women. But it was very clear, I think, from the beginning with Kalia and I that there was something there that drew us to one another. I'm sure some of it had to do with our husbands being so close. Um, but I think just as we've gone along and d- deepened our friendship, that it was 
probably more than that, but it was mm-hmm. very clear to me um, really from the very beginning but that, that this was going to be somebody who was going to be a real sister friend to me um, that I knew would be in my life forever. So yeah. that was like, at the end of the day, that is ultimately what it came down to for me. And so maybe we'll figure out the origin. <laughs> the actual maybe we won't. <laughs> right. So I'll tell but, you something that I've probably, okay. I, I don't think I've ever told you. So And I remember Damon and Charles, and I remember how quickly, like, they just Mm -hmm. connected and got along. And it was like, okay, who's this? And I remember Damon saying to me um, one day, like, oh, we've got to, like, connect because you got to meet Charles' wife because, you know, Charles and I are just cool. And I was like, all right, so clearly Charles is going to be an important figure in this life of pastoring for Damon. And so me being the introvert that I am was just like, I had a whole lot of pause about meeting Charles's <laughs> wife because, right? So there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to have to like force. Right. And rela- because real. they were so cool and they connected and it's like, well, what if she and I don't hit it mm. off? And then, you know, if we kind of just have this, you know, cordial exchange, but we're not as close as they are. Right. Then what does that mean? And what does that feel like? And then do I have to like, you know, manufacture this friendship or relationship that really isn't there? So there was that pause there. Um, and I, I mean, I honestly do not remember like the first time that we so... actually met, but it was clear from the beginning, like, oh yeah. We're going to yes. be cool. This, yes. this right here, this is going to be cool, right? And so like all of the trepidation fell away. But I yes. literally, prior to ever meeting That's you, was so just like, funny. yo, if this woman and I don't get along... <laughs> This is going to be strange. Yes. But you know what I, so I think, so I didn't know that story, but what I think is interesting about that is, you know, it says so much too about our husbands because Charles, I knew he and Damon were close, but Charles is never, I don't think going to be the type that says, oh yeah, you got to do this and meet the white. Like, I don't even see that happening mm-hmm. with him. And so he emotes in a different way. And so he, I definitely knew he and Damon, that was a super important relationship yeah. relationship to him. Excuse me. One that was like very early on, like full of trust and going to be somebody that was a real ally and a confidant, which I think all pastors need mm-hmm. to, um, to have. And so I think it's just interesting about what Damon's, um, what Damon said to you versus what Charles said to me or didn't say, Yes. Um, but either way, I, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that they were both at the time that they, um, were, were both at the church, both in the same neighborhood, and that there was this opportunity to get together with this, with this clergy, this group of clergy spouses. What I will say that I don't know that I've ever shared, and I cannot remember the first time that I came, but just, you know, not knowing what to expect a group of clergy spouses, like, what is this going to be exactly? Are they, going to be cool? Is this, will this be sort of like a holier than thou space where I can't feel like I can't really be myself? I was quickly um, uh, comforted that the 
<laughs> this was not that space. And that we got, I feel like, very real, very early on, which was that group was my sanctuary without a doubt for the um the four years I think we left in 2017 officially but had been at St. Paul's I should mention before 2013 when Charles was an associate there um, which is what brought us from Virginia back to Atlanta for the for the second time second time for me third time for him um, so anyway so that's um, that's a bit about how we met and then we'll talk a little bit more in future episodes but really I think we were pretty intentional about developing our relationship. So just nurturing it. Um, you always nurture over food. <laughs> um, so many lunches have taken many place lunches, between us. Which was so good. And I remember just like we could sometimes plan it in advance and other times just say, hey, can you meet? Mm-hmm. And usually that can you meet means like we should meet today. We need to meet, right? We we need to talk. And so we've talked about, and you know, not to give away too much now because I think we'll have future conversations. But I think that this is where this all started because we would have these spaces where in the same same conversation we could vent, we could laugh, mm-hmm. we could heal on some things. We could share some very practical advice Mm -hmm. um, and many other things all in the same conversation. And I think that that's special and something that um, we just want to keep doing more of. Um, And so maybe we should quickly tell everybody how we literally like started to do this together. So I'll tell my version of it and you tell me if this feels (laughs) accurate. So I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago. So we are in February now. So sometime in January. January. So last month of 2021, we are both out on a Saturday. um, And sometimes we catch up just over text. But I think you called me that day and you caught me and I was in Target or going into Target. And I think you were coming out of, but we were clearly both doing our Saturday thing. I was trying to get some flowers from Trader Joe's and just doing what we do as mothers, as as professionals, as, as people on a Saturday, as you try to try to get your stuff done. And so we're just talking. And at one point I'm just sitting in the front of my house, talking to you, telling you a story. And that story evolved into another story that evolved into another topic. And so I think I said something like, okay, so on the next episode of this podcast, (laughs) and I said it, And then pause because I'm like, what did I, what did I just say? And I think I had a moment where I'm like, that was not my thought. Mm -hmm. I did not intend to, at the end of a conversation with you say on the next episode of this podcast, but in that moment, I very clearly felt like, God, did you just deposit something in my spirit (laughs) that I was not When I say I was not thinking about this, I was not thinking about this. And then, so why don't you say what you said when I, when I said that? Yeah. So when you said it, right, I was like, wait, 
Like, yes, mm-hmm. we should, because the idea of a podcast had been sitting with me for several months up until that conversation. Um, and I think it had been sitting with me for so long and I was trying to figure out, well, what way do we do it? Like, is this a marriage podcast that D and I are going to mm-hmm. do? Is this just something that I do by myself out of um, the space of being an ordained minister and leading worship and like the, the breath space that I like to move people into, mm-hmm. like, what does it look like? And none of that landed, but the, I guess the, the urge to want to do a podcast was there and I'm not the, um, Hey, let's just jump out here and, you know, do all the things in public. No, that's not, Mm -hmm, you can't even do that. Right. (laughs) So the fact that like this urge of like do a podcast, even those little like ads that you see on like Instagram or social media is like, start that podcast sis. like that hit a certain way. It wasn't even like, I would ignore anything else, but that would like actually land when I would see it. And so Rhonda saying like, and now for the next podcast, like it meant, it was like, yeah, no, this is it. This is, yeah, this is where it's supposed to be right here. Even if it's nothing but you and I mm-hmm. doing what we do and helping keep each other sane and mm-hmm. sharing and growing and learning together. Like this is the, this is the connection for this outlet right here. Yes. Um, yeah. It just made so much sense and resonated. Yeah. I think I got like super excited. I've had a a sheer oh. excitement ever since that day. No, same here. And we've had subsequent conversations. So we probably had like eight episodes of a podcast <laughs> yes. since then. None of them are recorded. Um but they all have been conversations. But um, in one of the conversations we had since then, you know, we we were talking about where you were mentioning that you're a dreamer, you love mm-hmm. to dream. And I said, and was thinking, I'm not, right? That's not how I would ever describe myself. I have dreams, I have aspirations, I have goals, right? I have, especially have all of these things, those things for my, um, for my children. But I wouldn't describe myself, and I don't think anybody that knows me would say, oh, she's a dreamer. I think Mm -hmm. they, um, in fact, one of my um, closest friends calls me Rational Rhonda. Like, she's like, yeah, that's your, that's that's your, your superhero name is Rational Rhonda. And like, that's, that's who I am. I'm super even. Um, just, I'm, I'm an implementer of things. So my, I think my career is very reflective of who I am chief operating officer. I'm just about how are we going to get these things done? Mm -hmm. And in doing that, you're always inserting always a dose of reality. Yep. Every single, because otherwise it's like, why would you waste your time on doing something that doesn't make sense. So for me to say it and then to have you say I'm a dreamer actually made me say, oh my gosh, I I want to do this. This is not what I thought I wanted to, but how exciting would it be to just do what we were already doing, Mm -hmm. step out with no real idea about exactly what it's going to be, but recognizing that that doesn't really matter. And that's not the point. And so to, to have envisioned and really done some dreaming myself about this since that conversation is just, it's liberating in ways Mm -hmm. that I don't think that I've experienced before. So I am 
thrilled. Um, I'm super inspired by my son. So Kalia knows this, but my 13 year old, he has a podcast that he started right in the middle of the pandemic, um, June, roughly June or May of 2020. It's so funny. He's doing it with his friend who is in Atlanta, just like I am. So this Pittsburgh Atlanta connection is going strong in the Mm -hmm. podcast world. And I think I'm, I'm amazed that he, every single week, they pick a time, they pick topics, they research, they prepare. He closes his door, he puts on headphones, gets his mic set up, and they just do it. And they don't fret about what it's going to be or, or anything other than let's talk about the things we like to talk about, which is basketball. Let me connect with my friend. Let me, you know, kind of talk smack a little bit and be creative. And he's just doing it. And so after I said it and then Kalia affirmed that this is something that had been on her heart and and, in her spirit, I'm like, you know what, God, why not? Mm -hmm. Why not? And so anyways, that's where we are. And that is, I think... I think this is going to be the start of a really wonderful journey. We are already starting to just think about how do we even get organized on all of the things that we want to talk about. Um, (laughs) So so we're being, I, I think we're doing our homework on that and just trying to be thoughtful. But I think the goal of this will be to engage in a way that feels authentic. So even if we say, one week, oh, you know, we really want to talk about being a mom in the middle of a pandemic. If there is something else that I think is on our hearts, I think that's probably what we will do um, is what I imagine um, this will become. But I know that one of the things that is important to both of us, and I think you've heard um, it in ways throughout us talking about our journey so far, is that everything we do is rooted in our faith. Um, And so we thought that it would be a really, um, I think, appropriate for our relationship and the way that we interact and for this podcast at the end of every podcast, just to have a moment of reflection, of prayer, um, a moment to center that I think will help to support both of us. But Ideally, we do want to have people to listen to us <laughs> and <laughs> exactly. to come along on this journey. So to also for you to um, to be centered and, and to be prayed for um, and to be thought about. So um, I think this is a good time for us to do that now. I think so. And then we will at some point um, be recording our next episode and we will get that out. But um Thank you for joining us on the journey so far. So I think I'll just close us out with a prayer. It is for us, we're recording at night. So just something to close us out for the day. Perfect. Dear Lord, we are just so thankful tonight. We are thankful for this friendship. First and foremost, um, we are thank you, thankful for everything that has gotten us 
this far, our journey, our journeys to one another, our journeys with our husbands and with our, these children that you've entrusted us with and for our families. And our prayer tonight really is that you would just be with us throughout all of this, um, not just when we record and not just when we talk or text one another, but even in our own quiet times where we have an opportunity to think about and uh, reflect on the things that, that were challenged with and that are happening in our lives. And we know that if you are with us and that if you stay with us, that all things will be well. And so we ask that you occupy this space with us and, and stay with us along this journey uh, because we think it will strengthen the journey. And also for those who listen to us and have decided to come along with us on our journey. So thank you again for the idea and for those things that you are always dropping in our spirit, even if we do not want to explore those things, we thank you for them anyhow. Uh, and thank you for just giving us the courage to do this. And we ask that you help to, us to stay committed to this because we truly think that this is coming from you and ultimately for you in honor of you. And so we say all of these things um, in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. 